Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson, and this is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, we, uh, we're getting ready towards the end of the season, I suppose, and getting ready for the 3M Open. But before we do that, we should take a look back at, uh, I guess, the last really big uh, major championship in 2021. And you know, of course, that takes place as it does every year in the great state of Kentucky, the Barbasol Championship. We oh, should uh, yes. look back and, and, and uh, talk about yet another great playoff. Is that what you were expecting? I mean, hey, I mean, you know, international winner, Seamus Power, uh, went six, play- what, I think six playoff holes. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I qu- couldn't quite get the Traveler's uh, vibe, but, you know, wanted to last longer than Rocket Mortgage, you know. Uh, at this point, I'm just disappointed that John Deere didn't get in a playoff, that they were just ruining everything for that. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, that was a fun playoff to watch. Poor JT Poston, uh, out of bounds on 15, on a par 5 by literally inches, and then goes in the water in a sixth playoff hole literally again by inches. So, but uh, that's that's what you want to talk about, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, if there's nothing else you want to take away from the great state of Kentucky and the Barbasol, we can move on to 3M and, and, uh, and the Twin Cities. Is there anything else? Um, some, some guy won, uh, some guy overseas won another big tournament, I heard. Um, all right, I'll let you talk about it. Oh, boy. Um, where do we, where do we put Morikawa at right now? Just from an overall, go- what tier is he part of? Top. He's got two majors. He's one of very few players playing with two majors that you believe can win another one, isn't he? Yeah. I mean. I mean, how many guys? Brooks, Rory, Spieth, Morikawa, DJ. DJ. Who else? I mean, I don't believe Bubba's going to win another major. I don't believe Zach's going to win another major. Padraig Harrington still plays and does decent in some majors, but unlike the, I, I don't believe he or Phil or Tiger win another major. Graham McDowell. Does Graham have two? I know he won the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. I thought that was it. He but either way, he's not. Either way, he's not winning another one. No. Yeah. No. Um. So elite upper echelon, the best what, of the best, the top. What a big game hunter he is. My yeah. God. I mean, in the season of. Seven majors in the past year, he bookends them. Wins the first one, wins the last one. And by the way, so much. Remember last year, there was a little bit of a narrative of, oh, well, Morikawa won with no fans. How's he going to do with the fans around? Uh, apparently, that's just fine. You know? Yeah. I don't think that bothers him. And I'm sure he's, he's had some wins with fans as well, right? Yeah, he won. I mean, he won Barracuda. He won. Um, that's right. That's right. Definitely fans there. Where else did he win before? Because oh, well, I was thinking of the WGC that he won. Because there was nobody last year when he won the WGC, right? At uh, a Memorial. Yeah, the Memorial. I can't think of what it's called. Workday. It was Workday. Yeah. Well, the WGC this year too. I think was Workday at Congaree. Was, oh, was it? Was there were there fans there? I can't. Remember. I think there were. Right. I mean, it's Florida. I mean, there's a very decent chance there were some fans. Um, yeah, I think there were. So he's he's won a few times with fans. There's one other one. It's not the 3M. Is it Rocket Mortgage? What did he win? Um, let me look. How are we? Yeah, well. 
Yeah, I know. This is just, how are we forgetting this? <laughs> well, we also know he won the U.S. He's already got two of the four majors now for the uh, for the, the Grand Slam. So, no, he had, he won the Open, he won a PGA, he won a Workday, he won... Yeah, he's won both Workdays and Barracuda. He's got oh, five Oh, that's wins. five. I'm such an idiot. That's five. No, I thought I was missing one, too. Um, I think but, I just heard you say Barracuda and then ignored it anyway. That's okay. Hey, it comes next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, be nice but at any rate, yeah, I mean, you got to rank him as the top dog. I mean, not the top dog, but he's upper echelon. He's elite. I mean, he's he's made good on the world of talent way quicker than Dustin Johnson did, right? He's done it way quicker than John Rahm has. Yeah. I mean, really, Jordan Spieth is the only guy I would say maybe Roy McIlroy hit, uh, hit his stride very fast as a youngster, too, with a couple of majors. But Jordan, Rory... Morikawa, I mean, there's your three of, you know, young, go, uh, not, I know they're not all young right now. Roy's kind of in the middle of his career and Jordan's getting there. But of the young guys with multiple majors, I mean, if the guy's playing right now who can win more, it's those three that got a couple before, you know, their careers really got going. Yeah, it, it's just, it's, it's amazing the run he's on. In fact, he hasn't missed a cut since, of all places, the Shriners back in the fall swing, like. He's had some, you know, some disappointing finishes, but he just kind of pops from time to time. Like, maybe he's just a big game hunter. Um, does he? All right. Do you think he completes a career Grand Slam at some point? I have no idea. Um, the easy answer is no. Very few people have done it. Arnold Palmer hasn't done it. Very few people have done it. So, no, I do not think he does. Um, I think Rory and Jordan do. But Rory's getting to the point where he's running out of time. And I know that Tiger won the Masters at 45 or whatever he did in 2019. Oh, over 40, right? And I know Phil won the PGA older. Um, so Rory's window is larger maybe than what I thought it was when he was in his mid-20s. But, no, I mean, the answer for me is always going to be no. I mean, it's just such a remarkable feat that the answer will always, to me, be no. And I'll say no to Morikawa. I think Rory gets a Masters. I assume Jordan gets, uh, what's he need, the PGA? Yeah. But you never know, man. You never know. So uh, the answer is no. All it's right. a great conversation, though. Which one, Okay, which of the remaining two majors do you think holds him back, the Masters or the U.S. Open? Because I kind of think I have an answer here. Um. Well, I would say the U.S. Open based on the fact that He's statistically a bad putter, but he even kind of answered that question yesterday about putting, saying, you know, maybe the stats bear out I'm not, but in the moment when it matters, I get it done, and he has. Uh, that's not a direct quote. And obviously there was the playoff last year at uh, in Dallas, the, very, the first tournament back where he missed that short putt uh, when Berger won. I can't remember the tournament, darn it. Um, Charles Schwab at Colonial. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if it's Dallas, but whatever, in Texas. Uh, Close enough. But my guess would be the U.S. Open. I would say the U.S. Open as well. I'm just trying to think. The PGA Championship, the Masters, and the Open, they all kind of just let, you know, they're going to set up the course the way they want to set up, and whether, you know, whether weather does, fine. Like, they're not afraid to see double-digit under par win a golf tournament. Yeah. And I think it's kind of where Morikawa's thrived a little bit. I don't know if... I guess I'm trying to think, do you like him in a tournament where minus seven wins, like a U.S. Open? And I don't know 
if that's the case for him yet. I, I At this guess, point, Colin Morikawa is unfadeable, so you're going to say, I'm not going to tell you no, I don't like him. Just as easily as I can answer no, he's not going to win the career Grand Slam, I can just as easily say no, I'm not afraid of him in any tournament with any outcome. Yeah, and I, of course I'm saying this, he was fourth at the U.S. Open this year, so what am I talking about? Um, yeah. But yeah, I just feel like the U.S. Open might be the one to hold him back. Um, oh, boy. So that was the good. Uh, Spieth start, had a rough Sunday, but boy, I think he bogeyed uh, two of his first six holes at Eagle 7 and then kind of does mm-hmm. the horn thing. So it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like Morikawa Cruz to this. Spieth was right there, and uh, poor Louie. He's not poor. He's not poor. The bank account overflows. He may be trophy poor, though. I mean, number nine in the world now. The bank account overflows. I mean, he's had to win $3 million in the three majors, uh, not even counting Augusta. right? I don't think he won a million yesterday, but runner-up in the other two pays a million. I mean, he's made $3 million in those three golf tournaments. So he's not poor, Louie, but you do feel for him. And I'm a Louie fan. Um, certainly have become more so because I have him in our drafted league uh, that we did at the beginning of the year. So I bec- I've become more of a Louis fan because his resurgence in 2020, to, or 2021 rather, has been outstanding for my team. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. Louis got his. Say whatever you want. You can't call him the bridesmaid or the, perver- the, the perennial runner-up. He did get his. And there are so many guys that didn't get his, and Louis did. Where does Louie rank all-time golfer-wise? Like, he's going to be like the guy you're looking at one major, but my goodness, the number of career seconds he has, the fact that he just played three majors this year, three straight, third, second, second. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is, you know, and this isn't the Tiger, Tiger era where it's Tiger and everybody else. This is a pretty deep range of golfers right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this... I, dare I say he's still underrated from a historical perspective? He's he's underrated, especially here in the States, right? Because he hasn't won the big one, and except for the one that he won overseas. Um, so, yeah, he'll be underrated in the States. Um, but the reality is he's an all-time great. Now, again, I mean, it, where does he stand all-time? I don't know. I mean, like, he's, I don't know. I, I'm not where to put him. Like, you, you can find guys – in the range of a Freddie Couples and Ernie Els, they're way better him, than him in the Hall of Fame. So he, he's not like top 20 all time or anything like that, but he's still, you know, he's he's he was an all decade player, I guess, if you will, if you want to make some kind of football comparison. So memorable, probably a Hall of Famer. I said I think he is. He may not get there with just the one championship and so few uh, wins otherwise. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't actually, he hasn't won since 2018, in fact. I'm assuming that was already Europe, but he's got five seconds. So, I mean, guy's just consistent again. He shows up at majors, and for not, for not having any wins three year, in three years, to be ninth in the world is pretty remar- remarkable. Um, I think you and I both have some thoughts on him this week at 3M, but... <laughs> I do. And they, and they match, surprisingly. Um, anything else we want to take from the Open? Awesome tournament, uh, really, and... You know what? I I didn't mind the fact that the weather didn't blow, and I certainly, uh, I certainly, you know, I, I don't mind crummy weather. Like I had a buddy text me, and he's like, "I want my Open Championship to be nasty." And I'm like, "I'm okay with that," but this is all right too. And 
you know, it's a pretty awesome golf course. They just throw out in the little plot of land next to the ocean. Yeah, and then all the, you know, even like the bunkers, the fescue, like it was probably as ideal weather as you could have gotten. And it's still there were still plenty of guys who were shooting mid seventies on the weekend. So I mean, that's always a sign of a good tournament. But again, I, this is why I love the three majors not named the U.S. Open is. All right, weather comes, then you're going to see some disastrous scores. If not, it's still going to play tough, but it's going to, you know, you can score. And that's the way I th- that's kind of the way I think golf should be. Yep. I don't disagree. I mean, I'm a. Uh, the U.S. Open can go too far. There are times where I don't mind it, though. Um, there are times where it goes too far, and Phil's got to hit a putt that's still rolling the other direction. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, I don't mind a little carnage once a year just to make me feel better about myself. No, or. It- and they have been better, realistically. Uh, in the US last Open. few years, I think they have. Yeah, like, like I thought this year's was perfectly fine. I don't think there was anything at Torrey Pines that they did that was too, so absurd. No, I didn't think so. So. Are we ready to take it to the Twin Cities? I think so. It's the 3M Open. It's TPC Twin Cities in Blaine, Minnesota. Par 71, 7,164-yard 7, skeeter. Take us through this course. We've only been here two years in uh, 2019 and 2020. So what do we know and what are you looking at? Um, you're going to have to make a lot of birdies to win. It's just it's mm-hmm. another one of those low-scoring week, birdie fest type of things. Um, don't really have to worry about scrambling around a green. It's like non-existent. Greens are pretty easy to hit. The only thing about this course that is tough is that there are, is a ton of water. Um, in fact... When I was when I was doing the uh, the the tournament history file last night, listing the, you know as as I put everybody on like I don't remember this tournament at all last year. And then I, I remember it from two years ago, not but I don't really remember it from last year. Well, no, because last year I think I played one lineup I had EVR and DJ. EVR I think found the water like three out of four holes or something. I remember DJ. Oh was, yeah. Like, I think EVR just kept finding the water. It was like Thursday. Him and DJ were both Thursday morning. I was like, oh, okay, well, well that, my, my week's done. I just remember DJ, I think it was 18, hits his second shot trying to hit the green over water, in the water, drops because he was going over, hits it in the water for his fourth, drops again in the sixth shot, still goes for the pin, goes within three feet. Yep. Uh, that's what I remembered, yeah. And then he withdrew after the after the rounds, you know, with who knows what mysterious ailments, basically. He's just like, I'm done with this. But no, so, I think this week, just again, it's your usual approach, opportunities. I'm not even worried about around the green. Putting, you know, you just got to make putts. Eagles do pop up a little bit here, so I'm looking there. Strokes game par four. All the par fives between 550 and 600. And then proximity from 200-plus yards, like, there are some longish par fours in the par fives that I think you're going to have to be decent with your longer irons. So, but yeah, it's, you know, it's tough because we've only seen this course two years. Matthew Wolf, Michael Thompson, your winners. I'm not sure they're, you know, a little bit of a bobber angle, but, you know, I'm not sure you need to be a bobber here, so... The year Wolf won it, I will throw this out. I do remember because it was a par five finishing hole, right? Yep. Bryson had eagled the 18th to move a stroke ahead of Wolfie and Morikawa. Both of them hit the green. 
Morikawa has what looks to be the easier eagle putt to uh, win the thing. Then Wolf from a side angle off the fringe makes his eagle putt to move ahead of Bryson. Morikawa doesn't, and Wolf wins it. Right. Um, so yeah, and Morikawa uh, aside, Bryson being a bomber with Wolf, that's where I think of that. And I also remember the fact that it's a killer finishing hole because it's a par five that you can reach with water. Yeah, I I love that. I love risk reward yeah. par fives to end. I still think it'd be fun to see a risk reward drivable par four to end a, to end a round. I wouldn't disagree, right? I like, wouldn't disagree at all. Like, was it fourteen at Traveler, or fourteen or fifteen at Travelers, seventeen at Scottsdale? Like, can you imagine those holes are eighteen? Oh, yeah. Any, it's all on the line. You got to take a rip, right? Yeah. Any drop, any drivable par four where you can make two or make six or worse, I love. I definitely, I do, I do too. Yeah. No, it makes it exciting. Makes it fun. Absolutely. What uh, what else do we need to take a peek at, or are we ready to get into the field? Yeah, I I mean, we're going to talk about it here probably in the first couple of tiers, but you do wonder about the <laughs> open championship lag, mm-hmm. like motivation. Like, I think I only found one guy in this field, and he's in the 7Ks, who's going to go to the Olympics next week. I mean, there is no event next week, so I'm assuming these guys are here for a reason. Like, there's there were a couple of names I was a little surprised that they're playing. So, maybe they're here for points. Maybe they're here to get their mandatory starts. You know, if they're not, if they don't reach the whatever the number of events they're supposed to play is, that they you know they still get their you know play some event they've never played before. But I don't know that, and I just. I'm go- I'll hold my. I have another comment. I'm gonna hold off on to for a couple minutes. But I just, yeah, this is a weird field. I would say that's a fair statement. Um, are you ready to get into that said field? Yes. And here we go with the 10k plus tier. Some reasons to question all of them, I believe, Skeeter. But it's Dustin Johnson 11-3, Louis Oosthuizen 10-9, Tony Finau 10-7, Patrick Reed 10-3. Skeeter, do you have a favorite player in this tier? No. <laughs> um, so I've kind of thought about this a little bit, too. Like, okay, last week we saw, I mean, I'm assuming the winning Million Maker lineup had probably had Morikawa, Spieth, and Louis. They were all the nines. The U.S. Open, Rom wins the U.S. Open. He doesn't even, he's not even part of the winning Million Maker lineup. I'm trying to think how many lineups this year have had somebody in the 10K plus tier, and is that an anomaly? And I don't know. So when I look at this field, I see DJ, who, by the way, he did, you know, how about the quietest top 10, maybe, over, you know, he has a tendency to do this at majors, by the way, where he just kind of quietly ends up, you know, he's eighth, and you're like, oh, where did that come from? Because the Saturday was bad. Well, Saturday's bad for everybody. I think they toughened up the course a little bit then, but yeah, it was not moving day. But I digress. Yeah, not for many. So I don't really love anybody. I'm not sure you have to go up up here. If I do, I'll go with the guy who burned me and won and done last week's Patrick Reed. Um, I did see somebody post a stat on Twitter. I wish I would have gotten the name that Reed after a missed cut has like ridiculous um. Like the next, the following week, he does well. Like, so he missed at Schwab this year was fifth at Memorial. Missed at Valspar was sixth at Wells Fargo. 
Missed the API was 22nd in the players. Missed at the Amex, one farmer. So he tends to have a pretty big bounce back week. Um, I think he missed a cut here last year. He does rank very well in all the stats, approach, ball striking, par fours, all top 10. Really doesn't do anything wrong. If I had to play somebody from this range, Patrick Regan at 10-3 with that bounce back ability and just all around good game, I think it would be fine. Reed's my number two. DJ's my number one. Yeah, true. I don't want anything to do with this tier, though. That's the reason I didn't ask you who your favorite was. It was, do you have a favorite? Yeah. Because I, I think I'm, I'm worried about, like, why, why is DJ going to come to 3M with a whole lot of motivation? Now, on the flip side, DJ's one guy I'm not always worried about motivation. I don't think he needs it. Um, or, or he seems to not need it at times and still excel. Um, he's an odd bird to an extent. Uh do you see the quotes? Uh, totally off topic, but do you see the quotes of him from last week? Like he said, he used to call it the British Open, but now he calls it the Open because that's what it's called. And then somebody asked him more about it, and he was like, "Well, you can call it whatever you want, man. I don't care." Like they were they were trying to pigeonhole him on like his take on the name, and he's like, "It's just whatever. I don't care." Right. I, I love DJ. <laughs> yes. There, there's part of him that's just the whatever. Just you know, it's yes. almost a good mentality to have. You know what? I'll give you a reason for motivation. He hasn't won this year. Hmm. I don't know if he wants to play in Tournament of Champions. I'll assume he'd at least like to get invited. Everyone likes an invite. I think he's won every single year for the past 10, 11, 12 years. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I do remember that when he... Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, he has won this season, going back to the the Masters and all that, but he has not won Not this this calendar year. year. Right, so... Maybe that's his motivation. Plus, mm. remember, this was kind of the time last year that he kind of started heating up a little bit. So, mm. maybe, I mean, that's you know, maybe that's his motivation there. Um, Does that make DJ your number two? Yes. <laughs> Just because. I mean, look, I can play DJ any week. I, I, I like the guy, so... Um, I have a clear number four, even if the stats would say something completely different. Me too. Like, I, I won't go to Tony Finau either because he's been playing so bad, but he's not my fade, and I he say he's been of, playing bad. He, he, he missed two cuts, week. right? Like, he actually was good at the Open. Uh, he was 15th. He had just missed a couple of cuts, and he's missed more cuts than I'm used to him missing in a season. But, yes. no, my fade's Louie. I think the same as yours, right? Yeah, well, what's been, since, since you have uh, – since you and I have done this, what's been my – Biggest gripe against Louis. He tends to withdraw and ruin your lineups. Yes. And he kind of does it late in a week, too. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this feel like, and we're mm-hmm. due for a Louis withdrawal. He hasn't done it recently. This kind mm-hmm. of feels like one, or if he or if he shoots, you know, 74 on Thursday, he's just like, you know what? I got some, I got to go take care of my new farm in Florida. You know what? It's been real, y'all. This is one of the few course history files that you do not do. You do not have Louis Oosthuizen in a withdrawal. Uh, well, there's only been two years of it, so I'm just saying this course this course history file is due for a WD <laughs> from one Louis Oosthuizen. So, um, for the same reasons, he's my fade. Like, and what's I mean? You want to talk about a guy who would be lacking motivation? It would be one Louis Oosthuizen coming off of a monumental run at the majors without getting one like does it is hoisting the 3m 
after failing to get the Wanamaker or the uh, the Claritra? Like, is that really going to matter to him? Well, I mean, again, if you look, be his first win on the U.S. soil. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's I know. Where it's going. Do you think he? Do you think he really wants it to be that? I mean, I guess at some point you just take it to get the monkey off your back, but I mean, I, not only that, but you know, win, winning a golf tournament on a PGA Tour pays over a million dollars, which I don't think anybody's. Uh, I don't care how much money any of these guys have made. I'm sure they're not turning their. You know, they're not million dollars. Who cares? I think they'd all be glad to take it. And there is no argument for me there either. Um, I'll still fade Lewis here, and I think you will too, right? Yes. Shall we take it to the 9Ks? Yes. Let's do it. And let's get in with Sergio Garcia at 99, Matty Wolf, 97, Cam Tringali, 95, Emiliano Grillo, 93, Cam Davis, 92, Bubba Watson, 91, Bobby McIntyre, 9K even. Skeeter, if you're not going 9K, you got to build around somebody up here. I would think. Who's it going to be? I have a couple names start, but I'm going to go to Bubba. Um, I don't know if this is a Bubba course. He didn't miss a cut here last year, but he's starting to kind of show some form a little bit. Um, had that really bad Sunday at Travelers, which yeah, I don't need to be reminded of that one. But he bounced back nicely with a nice Sunday at Rocket Mortgage and finished sixth. His irons have been good. Uh, his putting has been fine off the tee, like, Past couple rounds, he's kind of been balanced. Like, he figured something out. Uh, wasn't terrible at the U.S. Open. Had a bad PGA, but even before that, was okay at Wells Fargo, Valspar, and even the Masters. When I look over the past 24 rounds for Bubba, I just lost him. No, here he is. Uh, 14th in ball striking. Number one, birdies are better. Well, it fits this course really well. 16th in a par 5 from 550 to 600. 19th in par 4 strokes gain. Do worry about him from 200 plus yards. Not as strength as his, but. 9,100, like, there's guys in this tier that are nowhere near as good as Bubba, and I know some of them are in good form, but it's not like Bubba's missed four straight cuts or anything here, so I think Bubba's a little underpriced. You know, and, I mean, Bubba's missed cuts at other events where they, we would call him Bubba courses too, right? And he wasn't in the best of form when that one happened, so I'm ready to give it a chance, but... I'm going to go with my dude, Matt Wolf, as my favorite. Yeah, He's won here. This course fits him so well. Matthew Wolf is great in birdie fests. Like, Matt Wolf should be, well, I don't know if he should be any higher up because he hasn't been playing great. So maybe he shouldn't be much higher up. But he's not in the 10Ks. And if if you're talking about somebody who might need some motivation – Maybe his motivation is off the course. I don't know where his head's at, but we've seen him pop a little bit here since he returned to uh, to play from his his you know poor mental status. Mm-hmm. Give me a chance at Matt Wolf here, baby. I'm I'm, I'm also probably going to bet him a thirty to one. Yeah, missed of the Travelers was fiftieth at Rocket Mortgage. All all of that was basically putting. He was he could not make a putt there. Um, you know, if you're talking about he's just trying to go out, you know, trying to work on the mental side of game, you know mindset he should have a pretty good mindset here with a win and a 12th like so he's played well here so i don't think there's anything for him to worry about he's he is on my list of guys i'm looking at in this range um so certainly think that is uh somebody to look at if you don't go bubba or if you build with bubba and another which could if you don't go 10k where are you going well wolf would be up there but then the other guy i have start here is grillo um Again, we're starting to kind of see a little bit. We saw Lucas Glover. We saw with Seamus Power. Guys who, like, are due for a win. 
and they, you know, who've been trending the right way that are kind of going there. Feels like Grillo is another one who probably should have a win at this point too. Probably maybe we'll come down to him and Finau on Sunday, and somebody from the clouds will come to beat him because that would be about right. But... <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. When Grillo was uh, was on the top of the board or near the top of the board this week, I was like, if he pops in this major and I don't have anything on him, I'm gonna be so mad. Like. Uh, ever since I played that stupid course he belongs to, like in the end of 2019, I've been betting him, playing him. So I'll use him too. He's not my number two, but I'll use him. And I was going to be like kind of upset if he play if he won last week or or finished in the top six and I didn't have action on him. Right. I mean, I mean, even Cam Davis is another one. When I go back to my narrative of you know guys who've been playing well, trending towards a victory and got it. Yeah. Don't well. Well, my thing. See, this is why I bet Justin Rose and didn't play him on DraftKings. Because he kind of floated for like the first day and then he faded away. It's like, okay, guess what? He's not killing my lineups. <laughs> uh, my number two, I got to go with Bobby McIntyre, big Robert McIntyre. Hits the ball a lot so he can play well here. Coming off of a good run at the Open. He's got a good run not only at the Open, but he was 18th at the Scottish. 35th at the U.S. Open, 49th at the PGA Championship. At 9K, that kind of run in him here recently, I mean, he hasn't missed a cut since the players back in March. He's one guy I'll say I concern myself a little bit with coming from the Open here to play, but he's here. So well, give me some Bobby Mack. He actually would be one of the ones I'm not worried about. Um, Ooh, beautiful. I don't know if I'm going to get to him. That's I, I got to think that one through, but... He's he's only playing this week because he got a top ten at the open. That that's what got him into this field. All right. Well then that's beautiful news for me. So, so I most certainly will uh will get, get more more into him than I already am. So yeah, the fact that he's actually taking this um you know, this opportunity to play, I think is is a good sign if you if you if you're on Bobby Mack. Um I, I am. What is his odds? Thirty-three, I think. I got him at twenty-eight, but I have him at thirty-three. Man, our odds, which have been really in line for uh, over a month, are not the last two weeks. No, I don't know what's going on. Eh, it's okay. Eh, there's different books, different books. Who knows? Maybe somebody's, uh, maybe somebody got got uh, uh, canned or, or or promoted or something at one of the books we go to. Eh, well, maybe different person be, making the odds. Yeah, maybe they got canned, especially on. My, on trafficking sportsbook, at least here in Illinois, after or throughout the world, after Lewis, uh, after um, Lucas Glover, yeah, it was eight to one to for a top for a top five after the second round of the deer when he was one shot off the lead. Perhaps that would happen. I don't know, but it seems like I have. Well, I have tighter odds on some guys. You have tighter odds on other guys. So I don't. It's not consistently one's uh, better than the other. Yeah. Who are you fading in nine K, Sergio? Interesting. What is he doing here? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, that, that, an easy I don't know from a lot of guys. Boy, he's on a good run, though, since the missed at the PGA. I mean, that was the name when I saw I, – like, when I was going through the field, I, I saw Sergio, like, what's he doing here? And he's one who can pull a little withdrawal every now and then. Like, like, or if he shoots 72 on Thursday, is he really motivated to make a cut Friday? Is he just like, yeah, you know what? Here's why Sergio's here. He's getting accustomed to the northern climate for the Ryder Cup in a couple months. Oh. That's a total stab in the dark, but they are geographically very close. Is that why Bobby Mack's here then, too? Maybe. Maybe. Because maybe. 
I would think Bobby Mack might fit Whistling Streets better than some of those other heroes. Well, well, yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't really know. (laughs) Um, I'm fading Cam Davis. It's easy enough, but to be fair to Cam Davis, if I was inclined to to pay $9,200, I'd pay $9,100 for Bubba, or I'd pay nine k even for Bobby McIntyre and keep the extra $200. Just keep it. Not even use it. So nothing against Cam Davis. And, yeah, I always fade guys coming off of a win, and he's coming off of a win, but I just – he did play at John Deere, so he's not, it's not the first tournament off. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. How dare um, you? How dare you forget about his uh, performance at the fifth major? I I'd certainly. Well, you know, I'm just so wrapped up in Barbasol thought right now. Oh, um, <laughs> we're such <laughs> losers. Either way, I'm fading. So you're right. I, I am fading him still, though, the same. Like, I just don't, you know, and honestly, I'd rather pay the extra hundred for Grillo. So I'll fade him. Yeah. Like, Bubba, Bubba should be, Bubba and probably Grillo should be higher than Cam or. Even like Tringali. Tringali's only here because he's actually playing well. And he, but how, he actually probably has the second best course history here for guys who've played both years. But, yeah, it feels a little overpriced in Tringali. Shall we take it to the 8Ks? Yes. Sweet Ricky Fowler at 89. Keegan Bradley, 88. Stu Sink, 87. Kazire, 86. Herbert, 85. Mav McNeely's 84. 83's for Telly. Charles Schwartzel, 82, 8,100 for Luke List. Gary Woodland at 8K. Skeeter, what are you doing on 8K? Who's your favorite? Uh, I've made three bets so far. One of them is in this range, 65 to 1, 8,100 Luke List. I would imagine he will be very popular. He, he has um, should had a chance at Barbasol. Um, bad Sunday kind of cost him there. I think he played well. Where else did he play well recently? Is my computer is lagging. Was it Deere or was John it? Deere? Yeah, he's, he's at a fifth and a fourth. Yeah, so he's... His last he's a, two out. And again, if we're kind of looking at the trends, we've kind of seen guys who've been in good form kind of win here, or kind of win recently. Um, six in my model, fifth in ball striking and opportunities gained in par fives from 500 to 600. Uh, 11th in approach, 25th birdies are better. Does a lot of what they want, just... The the problem with Luke List always can you make a putt and he lost two a little over two strokes at Barbasol. Prior to that at Deer and Palmetto he was actually positive, but even for Luke List losing two strokes putting is not terrible. His approach numbers are terrific. So at eighty one hundred, I think he'll be popular. I don't know if I get away from him, but. 65 to 1 for me at the book. I jumped on that as soon as that number came out. I wish I could get a taste of that number. I like him a lot. I'm not going to I'm not going to steal my your thunder on him though. I'll, I'll call him my number 3. I bet you I use him as much as 1 and 2 though. How about Charles Schwartzel? Uh playing pretty good. 26 at Barbasol. This is a Barbasol-esque field, a little bit better. 19th at US Open, 53rd at the Memorial. He was good back in May when he was third at the Byron Nelson, so in a field that isn't that great, Schwartzel at the bottom of the AK price range is uh, is not so bad for me. And third last year certainly doesn't hurt. Irons have been good. Um, I don't know if I get to them, but yeah, certainly not my worst player in this tier. Who is your secondary play after Luke List? Oh boy. Um, well, let's hope the putter somehow shows up this week. If I play him, Keegan just. Top, fourth and ball striking approach opportunities gained 
39th birdies are better, 19th par four strokes gain. It just it all comes down to putting, but he just has he played here before? Because I felt like he had done something. I want to say forty six two years ago. Okay, so nothing great, but it's just those ball striking numbers just continue to be there for Keegan. So I mean, he jumped at me for that reason at eighty eight hundred. I get like. Can I tell you that I have a feeling I'm going to do a lot of 9K, 7K builds and not use a lot of 8K? Yeah, and you know what? I have, and I have, I have other guys I like in eights too. I'm going to say Lucas Herbert is my number two. Okay. For no real reason other than a good run of form here lately, he missed the cut at the Open plus it three. Happens. So, not yeah, and and plus three. I mean, Charlie Hoffman was plus three. There's there's no shame in that. There's absolutely no shame in that. You didn't think I'd get that name in here, and yet I did. Um, um, I've done this long with you long enough to know that there, of course, is going to be a Charlie Hoffman reference. <laughs> it was coming one way or another. But before that, fourth at the Scottish Open, won the Irish Open, was 19th at the Travelers, 18th at Memorial, and then he was 71st at the PGA Championship. So outside of the majors, his run of form has been pretty good for the last couple of months. I'd be lying to you if I said I know a whole lot about Lucas Herbert, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a look at 8,500 in this field, given the run and the fact that he's chosen to be here coming after the Open. That's fair. He's fifty. He's fifty to one on my book. Hmm. I mean, if Hagel can come over and win, why can't Herbert? Amen to that. Uh, two other guys I had starred. Stuart Sink just continues just to rate out well. Mm -hmm. uh, good ball striking, good approach. So I think he's worth looking at. Um, Maverick McNeely kind of popped for me a little bit. Seventh and birdies are better in the past 24 rounds. 18th in ball striking. Um, yeah, past three tournaments, or four tournaments. 20th at Schwab, 30th at Travelers, 21st at Rocket Mortgage, 18th at John Deere. Good putter, which I think you eventually need to do here. Around a green has been great, but guess what? I don't really care about that here. Iron approach numbers are solid. I think he's a solid play, 8,400. I I mean, I got nothing else in the positive over here. I've only got a fade. Go ahead. I'm fading for Telly, Dylan yep. for Telly. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind, you know, the fact that he played really good at the Open and got himself a top five. But outside of that, miscut, 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 46, miscut, 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 56. Like, the U.S. – I'm sorry, oh, just the U.S. Open where he was 46. The Open where he was fifth. Is the only thing inside the top 40 going back to April. So I'll pass on Dylan Fratelli. And I hope that a few people remember seeing his name on the leaderboard and play him. Oh, that's a good point. Um, not that I'm sure. I doubt it. There's not a lot. This is hardcore week for people playing the 3M. So there's not going to be too many people going, oh, he was good yesterday. I'll play him. But eh, maybe we'll get one or two that stole my money uh, last week that are back in here trying to give it back to me. Nope, you're correct. Yeah, he's not. Uh, does not look like he'll be very popular. Um Back really nobody in the, nobody right now early Monday night nobody in the eights or nines or even tens look extremely popular like fifteen percent is the highest I'm seeing on Fantasy National or no sorry, I, sixteen and a half Luke list. Okay, all right. I was going to say I um, bet we're about to talk about that guy, but oh yes, yeah, there is. Yeah, there's some guys in the. Uh, I've already bet two of them. Great. There's already some guys in the seven Ks that are. In, Approaching twenty. Um, have we? Uh, who are you fading here? I am. I'm with you for Telly. Okay. All right. Like, um, 
Last week was a huge week for him. I don't. Does that get him into the Masters? I wonder. Top five. I think so. Open? Top five. Yeah, I'm pretty gets, sure top five in a major gets you the next year. Gets him back at the Open. Probably did him enough for him to get it into the playoffs. I don't think he had to worry about the tour card because he's still good from the deer two years ago. But this is probably one of those like, okay, pressure's off. Take does, a breath. Yeah. Does is it, it can either it can either go the way we're expecting where he just says, all right, you know what? Not this week. What I'll just go play, or or he can go play carefree. So maybe yeah. if he has a good Thursday and he's still somewhat live betting, and that might be an angle to take. There you go. Now you bring up a good point. He could absolutely be free willing and just going in there saying, "I don't care," and that could end up being eighty, but it could be sixty five on on Thursday too. I, well, I'm not saying eighty, but yeah, seventy five, sixty five. Yeah, not yeah. eighty. Yeah, I'm sorry. It could be end up being seventy two, which is going to be way off the cut line. Right. Uh, actually, actually, the, the two years they've had it was minus two, minus one for a cut. So okay. I think there's enough water. I think to kind, you know, yeah. it's a birdie fest, but it's enough to kind of keep some people, you know, keep that cut line not minus five or like we've seen some other courses. It is still the land of ten thousand lakes. This is true. Look at your boy with his state slogan knowledge. Hey, I appreciate it, especially in the Midwest here. I, I have family that live there. <laughs> I don't know all the state slogans. Um, but I do know that it's time to hit 7K if you're ready. Oh, nice transition. Yes. Yeah, thanks. I, you know, I'm in mid-season form here at the end of the season. Um, not going to go through all the names, but 7K has some names that I do think are incredibly intriguing. Uh, and like I said, I could see myself doing a lot of 7K, 9K builds. So there's names I like. But Skeeter, I'm going to ask you first, is your favorite my favorite? Is it everyone's favorite? I believe so. I mean... When you're at 7,900, coming off three straight top tens. Crazy. Good putter with a really hot putter. Really good approach. Off the tee has not been great, but, I mean, hey, if you if you can hit your irons and make putts, boy, that seems to kind of, you know, Traveler's fifth, Rocket Mortgage fourth, John Deere Classic eighth. How is that any different than here at 3M? It's Hank Lebiota at 7,900. Um, I got him at 65 to – no, I got him at 60 to 1 – this morning he's already down to fifty to one. I wouldn't be shocked if he even goes down to forty or forty-five. I, he's the one guy right now early on Monday night projected over twenty percent ownership. Second in par four strokes gained, fifth in birdies, fourth in putting, sixteenth in approach. I mean, this is like the, the ideal combination that you would want to see for somebody. Um, yeah, if, you know, short-term models he ranks well. Long-terms fifty rounds, fifteenth. Like, 100 rounds doesn't rank so well, but 50 rounds or less, he's going to rank very well. So 7,900 is just a complete mispricing, I think. And I, I don't know if I care how popular it is. He still might be somebody I play no matter what. I will build around him. I do not care. That's 100% accurate. So yeah. he's my favorite play, too. It's a mispriced. Congrats on you for getting that bet in before it moved. At the book where I go to, he's now down to 45 to 1. He is priced right next to Bubba Watson and a bunch of guys in the 9Ks. And priced, or I'm sorry, uh, his odds are have him as a favorite ahead of all these guys in the 8Ks. It's a bad misprice. If he was priced 8,500, he'd be my favorite player in 8K. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, they could. Yeah, they could have switched him to Lucas Herbert, and I'd you know, I'd still play him 85. If he was 8,700, he'd probably be my favorite play in 8K. I mean, I just, that's what I'm saying. He's so I'm with you. It's a misprice. I'll make sure I get at least 50% ownership so that I'm above the number since I'm not going to be below it. I'm not going to fade him. Right. No, that's, that's fair. 
Who else you like in this tier of, well, good and bad? Well, somebody else who's popping in stat models, and I bet him at 60-1, to 1, Johnny Vegas. Um, past 24 rounds, second ball striking, eighth in Eagles, 13th birdies are better, 18th in approach. All that's good. As with some others, uh, the putting can be a little bit of an issue for Mr. Vegas, but he did gain three strokes at John Deere putting. His irons has been really good. He was second at Palmetto, which is probably another type of course you could kind of lump in here. Around a green, eh, not great, but again, I'm not really concerned about that here. I think he makes a lot of sense at 7,500, and again, 60. he's either 60 or 65 to 1 right now for me. I think that's a decent bet to look at. I have some other guys, too, but I'll hold off for a minute. I have some other names, too. Um, I'll say my my number two, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with you, too, on Johnny Vegas. He's also a guy I enjoy going after, so I will certainly give me a taste of that. I don't know. Maybe it's Adam Shank. He's a, he's a James Adams guy. He's coming off of a, a three-tournament run of pretty good play, 15th at Barbasol after he was fourth at John Deere and 41st at Rocket Mortgage. So I got a bunch of names in here, but let me throw Adam Shank at you, a guy who finished 41st here last year as well. Yeah, I, ha- I have him start. Putter has been hot. Uh, makes a lot of birdies, which is what you what you want to see here. Proximity from 200-plus, maybe not the best, but no, he's on my he's on my radar as well. Who else you got? I, I got names. I bet we both got a few extra names. Well, I, I got some I like. I mean, we we saw a top ten from him finally. Uh, I think he finished top ten last. Yeah, he, actually, better than that. Fifth at Barbasol. You know, coming off the Corn Fury, Mito Pereira, seventy six hundred. He's the one I referenced earlier that he's in this field and the Olympics. Like I, I don't know if he removes himself from one of the two events. So I guess maybe keep an eye on that. But you know. He's won enough birdie fest of the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, maybe it took just took a couple starts to get his bearings, and, and the Barbasol probably wasn't more of a Corn Ferry Tour. But you know, <laughs> I mean, hey, Jim Herman would disagree with you. Jim Herman has been in several major championships, and he played in the Barbasol. I'm well, Smiley Kaufman's also been in a couple majors, and he's on the Corn Ferry Tour right now too. So I mean, Jim Herman's got three PGA Tour wins. Well, Smiley has one. So, you know, okay. so. just defending my, my home turf here, bro. Well, well, fine, fine. You want me to be honest? The John Deere is probably more like a corn fairy tour <laughs> event too. I mean, let's just, I mean, just, you know, the, 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 the nice thing about our home, tor- home turf courses is that they kind of know their role, you know, they accept their roles and you know, what? it's perfectly fine. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, I don't think Jason Duffner or Charles Schwartz or major champions would be playing in, a corn fairy tour event, but that's okay. You say that about the Barbasol if you want. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Ches go Reeby. on. Yeah, Ches Reeby, seventy four hundred. He's not playing that bad to be this price in this field. Like I wrote, I wrote him down too. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Stanley, of course, keeps popping up. He just can't make mm-hmm. a putt, but his ball striking is immaculate still. And then, um. Bo Hogue kind of popped up a little bit. It's like really good proximity for 200 plus yards. Good approach numbers. Putting's an issue there. And then uh, somebody showed a little bit of form. Not that long of a course. So if it's not super long, I don't really mind taking some flyers on Ryan Armour. Granted, eighth at Palmetto, fifth at Barbersall, in between two missed cuts and the 61st. So who knows what you're going to get. Good irons. It's just whether or not his putter will actually show up or not. What about Doug Gim? 
Uh, he's going to be very popular. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm playing Leviota, I can't go to Gim. Um, that's really fair. good ball striking, really good approach, really bad putting. That's my concern. And, like, I don't know if he can putt well enough to, you know, if he can get to feel neutral putting, then maybe. But he's already at high enough ownership. I'll just, I'd just rather play Leviota at similar or a tad higher ownership. Brant Snedeker at 7,800? What has he done recently? Like, he's been popping up recently, but what has he Yes, finished? sir. He's been good the last couple of weeks. And besides the miscut of Travelers, he's... Been making a lot of cuts and making a few runs. Yeah. No part of his game right now has been consistent. As I kind of look at the game logs, like he struggled off the tee, which is a slight concern here, but it's not mm -hmm. anything I'm overly worried about. His best part of the game has been around the green, which, again, is not something I really want to deal with here. He's a name, I think, in a couple of weeks at Wyndham that you may, you know, where he shot 59 at a few years ago. That might be a spot I'd hold off on him until. I might take a chance at Richie Wierenski. Uh Had a good run here. He has not been good lately, no, but played good here. Joe Dahman's playing decent right now. And Brian Stewart, Camp Champ. Those are some other names I would take a look at. Any of those do anything for you? Brian Stewart has been very putter reliant. Because uh, I did look at him, but uh, he's been all putting. So that's always a concern for me. Now, if we were having our league this week, I'd be using him. So then I'd be rooting for him. Uh, one other guy who kind of popped up for me a little... Oh, I'm sorry. Who was the other guy you mentioned? I should... Cam Champ, and I also threw out Joel Dahman. I mean, Cam Champ does randomly pop up at, at different events. Like, I don't know if he... You know, maybe he's got some Siwoo in him where he just kind of shows up randomly. and Can he hit it straight enough to avoid the water? I mean, that does that seems like a little bit of a concern for him. Dahman, I don't mind. Uh, good ball striking numbers right now. But, That's all I've got in the plus side. Uh, I'm gonna throw one name, one more name at him because I think I liked. I think I played with John Deere, and I think he's actually been playing okay. Is Patrick Rogers, okay. seventy six? Um, yeah, twenty third Deere, fifth at Barbasol. Really good off the tee, good putting last week. Maybe he's starting to find some form, but that's the last name I would have. Do you have a fade for me here? Um. I don't, but I can find one for you. I mean, I don't have a, a superpower fade, but... Um, how, about, how about the defending champ? We'll just play that narrative. Michael Thompson. Not been I, cons I considered that, too. Uh, I'm going to fade Matt Kocher. 7300 seems like a good price, but it's been since uh, mid-May that he's done anything for me. Man. Matt Kocher in this field at 7300 two years ago would have been... 90% uh, owned. owned? Yeah. Just, but yeah, I mean, maybe I'll first round Lear him. Just like he, he, he'd be the type to just randomly pop up with a random sixty-five. He certainly could. I mean, his career stands well above everybody anywhere close to him. I mean, you'd have to get up to Steve Stricker at seventy-five, and Strick Dog's got a few years on him. But his career certainly stands out above all the guys around him. But not right now. And we're not we're not going to go back to University of Minnesota native EVR. You can. Well, I'm He's not your boy. To. He is my boy, but uh, I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Um, what fit that Ram South African angle? Because you know South Africans have been playing really well, so that's no, fair. I, I I'm still scarred from his 17 water balls a year ago to end my golf watching on Thursday. 
Are you ready to take it to 6K? Yes. Are we going to take it to 6K? I think I have a name or two. Okay. I'm not sure how much. Again, if I don't go 10K, I don't know how much I'll go 6K, but there's some names that I might take a peek at. I'll start with you. Who you like down here? Actually, I only have one name to start. Um, And guy who's been playing well for the past month or so. A little inconsistent, but Satoshi Kodaira, 6,500. Really good. A fourth in birdies are better. Fourth in par four strokes gain. Thir- third putting. 29th in approach. Um, just his proximity for 200 plus yards is not great, but kind of everything else you kind of want. At 6,500, I mean, somebody who can score and make putts. That works in my book. I'm going to go with Scott Brown. He missed the cut at Barbasol after his payout for me at John Deere His annual John Deere uh, payout yeah but he finished 15th here two years ago he missed the cut here a year ago um, at 6700 or 6800 uh, look I don't know how often I'm gonna use it I'm not I'm not really stoked about anything I'm taking a peek at down here yeah. but there's a guy who did me good recently who's in a, a field similar and he has finished in the top 15 here once in the two years like I don't know. You grab it at straws in this field in the 6Ks. That's the straw I grabbed. That's fair. Anybody else? I don't right now. Um, yeah, it just doesn't feel like a week I really need to come down here. Um, Brandon Stone's coming from Europe. That's, I, wonder how, I wonder how he's here. Um, yeah, I don't... Yeah, there's just nobody else that kind of even jumped up when I was looking... Uh, B.J. is kind of in putter reliance, so don't... Actually, no, he hasn't been... No, I'm sorry. It's the opposite. Putter's been what's costing B.J. Give me a reason not to want to take a try at Jason Duffner, 6,600, coming off of a 26th and an 18th in the John Deere and the Barbasol. Two two familiar... Two fields very similar to this. Oh, I, he's gained strokes. Iron's passed three off the tee. Putter has been his major issue. And that's been his issue his entire career. But, I, mean, I mean, he, actually, he actually, had to make two footers to win the PGA Championship uh, however many years ago. Actually, Putter hasn't been as... I mean, he's losing strokes, but he had some. He had a horrible stretch earlier this year where he was losing five, five strokes putting in like three out of five tournaments. No, I don't think it's a horrible play. Um, veteran experience. Good, irons are working right now. I just think that the putter is enough of a thing that you need here that that scares me on him, but he's 6,600, so, you know, I don't think it's a horrible dart throw. Kiradek Apibanrat. I don't uh, even know if I'm going to play him, but it's uh, 60, whatever he is, 6,400. Is he the only player in the field, uh, or is he the only player in the world that played the Irish Open, the Scottish Open, and then flew to the United States for the Barbasol? <laughs> Uh, probably. Um, did he make the cut at the, at the Irish or the Scottish? Yes, and that he did not make the cut at Barbasol, but he was T78 and T39. Okay. Oh, it must have been an MPF at the Scottish Open, because, uh, yeah, he did not play Sunday. Okay. Yeah, his irons have, uh... He I'm not playing him, I just, I'm just throwing out the hey, name. anytime you want to throw Kyrodek out, I am all for it. I still think it's the best name in golf. Might might well be. Um, I got nothing else. I mean, I could give you some Quade Cummins and the Austin Eck wrote and say, hey, maybe these guys' uh, talent comes to fruition a little earlier in their career, but I got nothing else, dog. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I swear I've seen this name before. Oh. <laughs> okay, never, no, never mind. 
Who you fading? Um. Well, he has zero register rounds. I don't know anything about Ryan Hall. He's sixty-two hundred, so I mean, it must have some sort of pedigree. But I will not play Ryan Hall. Okay, that's uh, that's very fair. I will fade Matt Every of the one made cut in the last twenty-three times out. Wasn't one of those made cuts for his first round leader and then uh, missed a cut. Well, no, you can't make a cut and miss the cut in the same tournament. No, no, he was first round leader and then missed the cut. Oh, one of the missed cuts was that. Um, no, because that was API two years ago, wasn't it? It could have it could have happened elsewhere, but he was first round leader at API last year, I do believe. It could have been this year, though. Actually, it could have been this year. I don't know. Um, let me. I don't have that answer for you. Okay, I will try to look this up. But he is missing cuts on the Corn Ferry Tour now. Well, that's not good. That is that is certainly not good. So he will be my fade. Um, and while you're looking that up, Skeeter, I guess it's probably time we transition to a little one-and-done conversation oh, as we are getting yay. very near the end. Thank goodness. <laughs> I say thank goodness only in that I'm hopeful that it ends before I fall out of the money because I remember a couple of weeks ago, it was about three weeks ago, I told you, hey, man, I'm in the, uh, I was in like 300-something place. I think I was cashing for like 225, and I said, I'm going for this thing, man. I'm not horsing around. I'm not just playing chalk. Well, now I'm down to uh, 437, and now I'm thinking with, I think, six events left, I maybe just am trying to hold on for dear life and cash for uh, an extra 200 Well, I think you still need to play the best plays. I mean, that I mean that leaves me with a real conundrum here because I'm not using Louie, and I, don't, I can't use Louie, right? I can't risk that. I don't have anybody else until we get down to, like, maybe I, I think I guess I have Sergio, but I'm worried about him. I've used Wolf, I've used DJ, used Finau, I've used Reed. I mean, like, I'm legitimately thinking, like, McIntyre. I told you I wouldn't use Bubba Watson, so I almost feel like I'm obligated to hold my word on that. I didn't remember that until you just said it, so. Oh, I told you earlier in the year, I said, I guarantee I don't use Bubba Watson. Oh, okay. I, I might use Hank Lebiota, dude. I'm going to tell you, Lebiota would be one I might be looking at. Um... I'm, I'll consider him, but again, I think he's going to be way too popular for me. I have to really, I'm in 1500 place, I got to do something really bizarre, I think, at this point. Do you think he'll be popular in one and done this week? Yes. Okay. I mean, people will save DJ for the playoffs or even next or two weeks from now at WGC. Uh, some might go to Dustin, but I mean, he's only available 42%. Right. Bubba, yeah, Bubba's probably going to be popular. Um, Hopefully, Wolf is popular. It's going to be hard for him to be popular coming off of his run of form. Tringali could get you some use here. Could I? I can see Lebiota being popular, which for you is fine. For me, I just got a good career. You know, I thought having a popular Brooks last week at twenty percent would be good. He finished sixth, and I dropped. Well. More Cow and Louie owners, I guess, went past me. Like, But I'm surprised to have a guy finish T6 and drop like I did. 
Good for those who played uh, Morikawa. That's I was I would not. I mean, I wasn't on him, but I'm. Yeah, he was only like two percent. Him and Louis were both like two or one percent. Louis makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I use. Maybe I go Grillo. That's fun. I mean, he's one of he is he's at the caliber of player I'm looking at using this week and. Gosh, man, this is like a lesson learned for next year because oh. after this, we're going to have one, two, three, four events left. I've got Morikawa, McElroy, Hatton, English, Ustaz, and Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, Jason Kokrak, Billy yeah. Horschel, yeah, Cam uh, Smith, Will Zalatoris. Like, let this be a lesson. Do not be cute. Don't use Brennan Steele at the Honda next year, you idiot. Don't be cute unless you have to, unless you're a 1500 place like me. Um, yeah, this late in the oh, year is fine right. to be cute, but I was cute earlier, I think, in some spots where I didn't need to. Yeah. Like, you know what? It worked out when I was cute with Ryan Palmer at the uh, at, at uh, Farmers. That one worked out, but I had some moments where I was cute that was probably stupid. Like, it's fine for me to be cute with one player, Charlie Hoffman. I'm always going to use him. After that, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm yelling at myself right now, Skeeter. I'm sorry. That's fine. I mean, for <laughs> me, maybe Wolf, Grillo, Keegan, Luke List. Maybe I really yellow it with Pereira. Um, I don't know. Jeez, I, I. I guess I got to figure out who's who. People aren't playing in DFS and who I kind of like to go that way because that's my only chance right now in one and done. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make up any ground playing Bubba, um, or Tringali or. I could use Sergio. Why not? How many wins will Hank Libiota have when he retires? How many what? How many wins will Hank Libiota have when he retires? Uh, I'm going to say he gets one somewhere along the way. All right. I was saying two or three. Okay. I don't know that any of them are major, but I was going to say two or three. He's a pretty decent young player, right? I I think so. I mean, he, I kind of want to put him in a shameless power category. And hey. You know Power's what? already got one. Yeah, even if he only wins one tournament, guess what? That's one more than you and I, and probably most people listening, so that's still pretty good. That is that is correct. Well, what uh, what else do we need to hit here? Or have we hit it all? I think we've hit it all. Um, I think we'd be amiss, especially this time of year, that, you know, hey, if you're playing fantasy football, uh, the draft software is out. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh as a matter stopped. of fact, Skeeter, I uh, was putting in some keepers for a uh, dynasty slow draft that I have starting at 9 o'clock. Um, good news, 9 o'clock Eastern. Good news. I finished uh, second in that league, so I won't be on the clock until tomorrow morning. Okay. <laughs> well, I but I've already I been to, getting into it. You're well, right. I remind you about our dynasty one about when keepers are due this week. So um. I'm, I've looked multiple times, but the fact of the matter is, I'm down to like I got 11 guys. I'm pretty sure of. Uh, so, but yeah, I've got to get I've got to get in tune with that one too, brother. It is football season, uh, hot and heavy. Yeah, but yeah, it came out uh, last week, and we've been messing around with it a little bit. So. Trying to see different, you know, especially auctions, looking at that to see what, you know, different scenarios are. So, and, you know, I, I'll be writing the articles preseason on Insider Footballs on Sundays during the preseason. So I'm already uh, getting ready for all that. So, yeah, give us a look. Give a download the free trial of the software. If you like it, buy it. Uh, it help all of us out. And um, it'll help you in your draft, especially if you're in those unique yeah. auctions or those 
unique. You got to only start one running back, three receiver, two tight end. Any, if there's anything that's just not a traditional, some weird scoring format, that's really where the software comes in and the fact that it can adjust for inflation during the auction and even positional scarcity during the draft. Magazines aren't going to do that. So, Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Uh, when's your next football draft? Do you know yet? Um, yeah, Sunday when we start the our dynasty slow draft. That's my first okay. one of the year. I mean, I'm in a best ball draft right now. Okay. I yeah, I don't know when my first like uh, like start from scratch draft is yet. I don't know. Oh. If, I, I know I've got some scheduled, but I don't know if I'll have one that falls in before it yet. Yeah, I think usually mine like those are waiting until preseason is done or kind of you know we're we've seen one or two preseason games. Which right. This year there's only three, so. Here, here. Yeah. Well, Skeeter, on that note, I say we put the 3M to bed and we get ready to win uh, thousands of dollars in the land of thousands of lakes. What do you say? Oh, I like that analogy. I I mean, I win thousands of dollars anywhere. I just, you know, it's been a while since uh, week one showdown of NFL last week for, or last year for thousands of dollars for me, so... It's been a real long while for me, Skeeter. It's been cold. It's been cold at the book. Well, I guess that Scott Brown ticket was only a week ago. I can't be too salty, but good luck to you, my friend. Let's make it a little bit better than this major championship week was for at least me. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't do much either, but nope, sounds good. And as you said before the show, you're due. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I am due. Let's hope I'm. Let's hope I'm not due again next week. That's right. Uh, good luck to you, brother. Good luck to everybody for. Uh, that's listening, and thank you for listening. This has been the My Fantasy Fix, the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. He's Skeeter Robinson. I'm James Adams. Goodbye, everyone.